Yo, yo, check this out. This out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. And at this time of the show, what we do is uh, Sound of the City Focus. And at this particular day, I'm really excited about because I do know this super producer. Good afternoon, Mr. Malam. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. So good to be speaking to you here. Um, Likewise. I'm, I'm going to start with with simple yes or no questions. Uh, so quick, fiery, choppy. Let's go. Uh, do you oh. remember us meeting on the street in Crawford and saying uh, you saying we should work together one day? Yes, I do. Okay. My house. There we go. Do you remember us doing a song called "Moving On," which then uh, led to an album, uh, but uh, which started off on a barter deal where I would write songs for you because I never really had the money, and you would produce songs for me. I do remember. Cool. Next one. Do you remember us starting a label called Stereotype Records and doing an album called Chasing Melodies uh, that was nominated uh, for a summer for Best Pop Album English? You remember that? Yes. Yeah. Next question. Uh, let's talk about the Samas particularly. Uh, do you remember that there were so many of us at the Samas <laughs> and only one room was booked? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so good to be chatting to you now. Uh, Ibrahim, uh, first and foremost, I want to say uh, I've always been a, a work colleague, but uh, always been a fan uh, from, from day one. And um, I want to know, how have you managed to remain on the charts for, for what is more than a decade? Gee, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I always try and see what, um, what's current, what's trending, and I try and keep my sound as relevant as I can. Yeah. Um, and still keeping within uh, 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 the limits of what I like, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. that. I get mm. that. You work with so many different types of artists. Um, is there ever a time or, or, or was there ever a time that you know 100% that a song is going to be a charting song, a, chong, a song's going to be a hit song within the city or country? No, I've mm. never once knew for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, look, I would have an idea and say... I feel that this could be a ch- uh, chart topper. Mm. Um, sometimes it goes to the charts and sometimes it doesn't. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a difficult one. Um, for, for producers that are listening and people that make music, uh, a lot of people think there's a, there's a particular formula. How do you feel mm. about that? I, I don't think there's a formula. I mean, they, they, sometimes there is, depending on the, on, the, on the type of music you're doing. Yeah. Um, but for success, there's, there, there is no formula, really. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. It's because you can have a big artist with an average song, um, yeah. and it might not go anywhere. And you can have a small artist with an incredible song, and and it can go far. So I think yeah. it's a combination of all the elements that are that are needed. Um, sometimes it's a bit of luck as well. I guess it's the right person hearing the song at the right time. Yeah, because I mean, look, there there are so many people involved, like. From the creation of the song to it getting playlisted on the radio to yeah. a label signing you or whatever, yeah. you know, it depends on all their moods as well. Yeah, <laughs> and what they like. Let's let's talk about. I mean, we were making music uh, in an era where social media was was less of a, I'd say, need or, or prerequisite uh, for an artist. Um, do you think things were more focused back then, or, or are things more exposed right now? Uh, obviously, they both have the benefits and and some of the the, the opposite. So, how do you feel a, a, about comparing life before social media and and Instagram and all those things and, and now? 
I think before before social media, before that was a platform for artists to use to expose themselves. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think there, there was less, um, shall I say, for lack of a better word, noise. Yeah. Uh, getting out there. Yeah. So for someone to release something would would there would be a greater chance of that person being heard. Yeah. Um, and less to be competing against it. You know Got you. I mean? Got you. Um, with social media, I mean, any, anyone with a laptop can say I'm releasing an album yeah. that they just recorded, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. And everyone is saying, I got the next hit, I got the next hit. Yeah. So there's so much for the average listener or the consumer yes. um, to kind of sift through yeah. uh, to find the, the good ones. So mm. I think there's, there's more competition in that sense. Makes Not competition so much mm, in quality or what's yes. good. It makes 100% sense because basically with, with everything being more exposed, things are being, uh, we, we as listeners are oversaturated with and, and, and there's just so much music coming out that sometimes the ear becomes tired. You know, you can yeah. get fatigue, uh, oral fatigue where you've just heard so many songs and you just really can't, it takes a lot for, for you to connect to a song in a way that you used to where back then I guess there were less songs. So I think yeah. th- there's an upside to it. Because as an up-and-coming kid now, I think your chance of getting heard by the right people is a lot easier. Exactly. Um, It's become, I I wouldn't say easier, but I think um, it's become, it's it's given them more of a chance to, as you said, to to be heard. Yeah. Um, And if they get a big following, you know, sometimes if there's a a huge hype about an artist, it will make the bigger guys, like be it labels or whatever, you know, want to... uh, it will make them want to investigate like who this person is and probably contact them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it is also Heritage Month. Um, I do know uh, where your, your studio always uh, was. Do you, uh, you remember exactly where you lived and I remember coming into the place and working and working on the music and and then moving, obviously, out on your own, having a family, all those things. Uh, do, you, do you ever think of the times in the area you grew up in when you were making music there? Um, yeah, I mean, all the time. I mean, yeah. my, my mom and dad still live there, so I'm, I'm there quite often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, I'm always thinking about where I started out and, mm. and uh, first started making music in that area and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I do sometimes miss it, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. of course, of course. Um, I was also uh, just thinking earlier about you. You, a lot of people don't know the deep relationship you have uh, with old school hip hop. Um, I know, I know you were listening to it. Uh, that was a big part of, of how you started getting into music, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, I started out, I wouldn't say my first love uh, was hip hop, but yeah. my first, um, like where I started to actually play music for myself, where I started to get my own music yeah. um, to, to listen to, it was hip hop. And it was like in the early, uh, in the late, I was in the late 80s wow. um, during the 90s time. Wow. Yeah. Another vampire, another non-aging uh, human <laughs> human being. <laughs> um, do, you, do you remember the first song of yours they played on the radio and which year it was in? Um, I think the, okay, uh, the first original song that yeah. played was a song called Just a Game. Yeah. It was um, a group called Velvet, I think. And okay. I think it was 2001. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. So we're talking about 19 years. To all the listeners who are tuned in right now, I'm chatting to Mr. Malim, 
who I call the super producer of Cape Town. Uh, we're talking about 19 years since one of his songs has been playlisted and he's been playlisted for 19 years on the charts for 19 years on your playlists uh, in, in Cape Town for 19 years. And I think as a producer, there's always that thing where a lot of people, you may be sitting in, in I don't know, in a store and there's a, one of your songs are playing that you've made and no one knows you made that song. Well, in the beginning, yeah. when, when I used to hear my songs in the radio, you, know, you, you felt as if you wanted to go over to people and yeah, tell them, I made this. Yeah, I made this. <laughs> it's me. Look uh, at me. <laughs> it's not Chad. It's me. And I'm, I'm, I'm so used to it now that, yeah. that walking in a mall or, you know, where there's like a whole lot of people and, yeah. and your song is playing or a song that you produce is playing. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it just kind of goes died over no i i i totally understand um you've also been uh you know working on on some songwriting as well um certain songs you are assisting the artist now and then with some melodies with some lyrics and and how's the songwriting side uh, been going for you the songwriting side um isn't isn't something that i really focus on yeah it's it's only like um when it when when push comes to shove, and yeah. I'll, I'll step in and, and assist with that. Yeah. I would always encourage the artists to try and write their own stuff because yeah. you know I, I wanted to to kind of further that. Yeah. For other artists um, who can't write, but I feel they have a, a great talent, yeah. um, I would actually get songwriters songwriters to, to come to in write for them because yeah. um, I, I wouldn't want to botch that up. If you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> got you hundred yeah. um, percent. Would you ever do it a, a producer album? Uh, yes, I would. I okay. think um, there's been one in the in the pipeline since since we met. I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, <I laughs> actually, just, actually, you are right. Yeah, I remember. I just don't find the time to to focus on yeah. my own stuff uh, yeah. because I have clients, you know, that I that I have to see to, yeah. and I kind of prefer doing that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Look for me. Uh, all I want to say about that album is that my phone number has not changed. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's all I want to let you know uh, Mr. Malam. I want to say uh, just from my side personally uh, thank you uh, for what you've done uh, for Cape Town and, and from the Good Hope FM side what you've done for the station uh, to create such great songs um, for a long long time and, and still to continue to give us a, a great tunes and uh, we'll be playing actually two of your songs back to back now songs you've produced uh, Earl John Energy as well as uh, Jada Dickett's uh, uh, Jada Dickett's tune that, that I know you were involved in as well i want to say big thank you uh for for i think being a pioneer uh, with the sound of of cape town music from back then and still being uh, a pioneer right now uh, we want to thank you for that and and we want you to know that uh, you always have our support thank you for for those kind words not anytime thank you and thank you for the for for the chat i didn't enjoy it you know i i i i I don't only want to speak uh, to to singers and artists. I think that uh, there are so many incredible creatives and music makers, and, and you in particular yeah. are one of them that I've been meaning to reach out to uh, to chat to, uh, just to flip it up a bit now and then. So, uh, Mr. Malam, thank you so much. Thank you. It's all you need.